This is where Atlanta soul, at this particular point in time, hip hop rolls, meets the Nashville sound. The unmitigated gal! And hits everywhere in between. Ellen Fitz talking music. L. Talkin. And Fitz. We are back with the most creatively named podcast in all of the land. L. And Fitz talking music. Back by nobody's demand, but our own. You. I think, though, we got our own little stream area. We got our own place. They're not parking us somewhere else. We got, like, we have achieved. It's Ellen Fitz talking music. L. Duncan, Jason Fitz. We have achieved something. Nay, I did not think we could get to, L. Okay, and what is that? When you walk in, when you drive into the ESPN podcast parking lot, uh-huh. right? They used to put us in the Spain and Fitz area, right? Uh-huh. The, the, which makes sense because yeah. Spain and Fitz, you can check out Monday through Friday, uh, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Hey-o. Radio and the ESPN app. But... On top of that, like they used to just sort of wiggle us in on the uh, on the music podcast. I have found out that now when you pull into the ESPN parking lot, we got our own space. Hey, uh, what? It says reserved parking only nice. for Ellen Fitz, right? Uh, the, Kyrie, this is correct, correct? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Look. Is it valet? That's when well, we really let's, made let's it. Not, okay, is that too much? Let's I'm not get, get too I'm bougie. getting very bougie. Like, we barely got uh, our names in the... Like, it's not a regular <laughs> sign. All the other ones have, like, real signs. Ours is a cardboard thing that somebody, like, tacked <laughs> up. It's, like, tearing down, but they're like... So, uh, Ellen <laughs> Fitz talking memo. music, L. Duncan, Jason Fitz, as we like to do. Uh, now that we've got an official spot, we're only going to be coming to you more, and we're only going to be getting you better guests, bigger mm-hmm. guests, bigger names. We're going big time in the conversation. But I wanted to have a conversation, and really, I wanted to pull us together and Kyrie wanted to pull us together. We all wanted to kumbaya together yep. because of the Billboard Music Awards. Now, oh. I have to I have to confess something to you, L. And since we're not being streamed, nobody else can see this. Uh, on my tattoo in the back is the big B from the Billboard Music Awards okay. uh, because I grew up watching the American Music Awards, the Billboard Music Awards, and the Grammys. Even though I made my career in country, those were the three that I grew up on. Okay. Which is, there's a reason why the Country Music Awards, which I think I've probably played... 10 times in my life or not on my arm in the ACM awards that I probably played eight times, not on my arm, but the American music awards, the Grammys and the billboards are because that was always the moment when I was a kid where you, you come in and you knew every star, you knew every single person of note was going to be at those shows. It didn't matter the genre. You knew you were going to get the best of the best across the board. I was so excited for the billboard music awards because I am that big of a fan of it. And then it was just sort of meh. Yeah, so I was going to say to you, and you really just answered my question, I was going to ask you in terms of, and I don't want to disparage like literally something that you have tatted on your body, but in terms of like ranking of music award shows, I mean, Billboard's behind the MTV Music Awards. To me. No. It is. You I'm savage. sorry. You it savage. It is. And fits. And like, honestly, honestly, Luther when Vandross you look at this okay. list of, see, exactly. <laughs> but see, but there's no, it's like, that's not a debate at all. Like, I'm pretty sure more people would agree with me on the Billboard thing than the Luther thing. But then you look at, you look at some of the winners and like, not only are there 500 categories, which is so extra fits, but also some of the winners. I mean, you talk about top rap song was Post Malone. Congratulations over humble. Like, it's, stop it. You might as well be an award show like the MTV awards that like embraces stupidity, like best kiss and crap like that. I can't accept this. I can't accept that Ed Sheeran just beat everybody in every damn category. I'm sorry, Fitz. Well, here's the thing. Uh, you know, unlike all the other award shows, which nominate and vote, okay, the Billboard Music Award finalists are based on album sales, digital song sales, streaming, radio play, touring, and social engagement. So they're tracked year-round by Billboard. 
and that's how they decide who the winners are. Okay, so while I agree with you that, you know, there's a point where you look at it and say, how extra is that? It's a reminder that we've had a lot of conversation and I, I'm really – one of the things I'm proud of in this podcast is that you and I come from different backgrounds. Yeah. So we're hitting everything and we're hitting it from – I think we're both desperate for – Something new, something fresh, and something amazing to listen to, right? And what we're reminded by, by this year's Billboard Awards, when I walked away from it, I was reminded for all the conversation about the next generation and what's going to be great, a lot of this is just the same old, same old, and it's vanilla is all get out. Yeah. Like, I don't know a nice way to say this. I, I remember when we picked, when we put together our own festivals, mm-hmm. I picked Ed Sheeran. Yeah. I happen to love Ed Sheeran. I really enjoy Ed Sheeran's music. Sure, I think his music's good. That, that's fine. Top artist, Ed Sheeran. Really? Is, is that the, Was this moment the defining moment of the year? Are we no. all going to remember? No. Top uh, top uh, Billboard chart achievement a winner. Maybe you could go a little bit different on that. But top male artist, Ed Sheeran. Top female artist, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Uh, top group, thing. Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons. I told who you. Who are essentially the nickelback of like... This generation, I'm sorry, dude. Like, miss me with Imagine Dragons. It's like they go into the studio with the explicit purposes of having some kind of theme song that can either be run on a Disney commercial or also on an NBA final. It's like, they're like, what can they play this on? I'm just, I'm sorry. And here's the thing is like, that's fine with the metrics and billboard and they actually measure, you know, quantitative numbers and things like that. But imagine handing out in the sports world, imagine handing out Lombardi trophies or Larry O'Brien trophies and and handing out things based only and purely on statistical efforts, right? Like if the, if we just looked at the numbers alone, music is one of those things that doesn't have anything to do with numbers, social engagement, how many retweets it got, right? Like music is supposed to be about all the intangibles and how it made you feel and what kind of impact it had on you and how many people it resonated with. And like to just purely go down the line and go, Top sales goes to him. Top this goes to that. He had the number one that. She had the number one this. It just seems, it seems pointless. Like it just seems like a lack of of heart and passion and all of those things that we care about. I get angry at the Grammys for the results that that I see quite often, but at the very least, it's people voting with their ears and not with metrics. Well, and that's the piece that you can't really fix right i mean when you look at the last few years and and you look at some of the winners and specifically top artists we'll go top artists because that's sort of an easy easy one ed sheeran won this year last year was drake the year before was adele the year before was taylor swift maybe it's a realization that it's always sort of very very cliche yeah you know but it's also a realization that there's not a lot of fresh interesting awesomeness that's doing great right now i mean that that's the the weird piece of this. When we talk about transcending is music, uh, a part of what I want to, to really get across is the, the mindset that we have a little bit more power in this process. Okay. Um, and I'm going to tie it into a really deep piece of this that Kyrie can edit out if he doesn't like. But uh, the, the NFL came out and made their national anthem policy mm-hmm. note. And I sat on radio and I said the best part about the national anthem policy. I'm not getting into the policy. The best part of the policy is it gave every single consumer, it gives every single consumer an opportunity to affect change because every team can do with it as they see fit. Every team can say, okay, we'll pay the fines or you're going to stand or you, you, no one's coming out. Every team can handle it how they want to handle it. So you as a consumer can then look at it and say, all right, if I live in Nashville and I don't like the way the Titans are handling it, I can choose to affect change. I can stop supporting the Titans. I can support somebody else. I'm this big fan of commercial voice, commercialism, capitalism. I love that. Like, Go out and affect your change. I guess I realized when I looked at the Billboard Awards, to tie it all back to music, 
we're not really affecting change. When we talk about the fact that radio sort of feels the same that it's felt the last few years, the big names feel the same that they felt the last few years, it's because we're just ingesting the same junk that we've been ingesting for the last few years. And that's coming from somebody that loves vapid pop music. I love that stuff. But it's we got to be better. But the problem is, is that it's cyclical, right? It's cyclical because it's a vicious cycle. It's the same way that people will say to us, I'm so tired of hearing about the balls. I don't want to hear about LeVar Ball and Lonzo Ball. Meanwhile, social engagement, clicks, what proves to be important to many in our audience is the balls. If you don't like the balls, stop clicking on the stories about the balls. And until you stop doing that, they're just going to keep rerunning it. And you're tired of hearing about the Warriors. However, these metrics, again, going back to measure, they come from somewhere. So I understand why it is difficult when you're on a radio station. I worked in radio for a long time, and my program director used to try to explain it to me this way, because I'd get frustrated. Why are we always just playing Kanye West? And why are we always playing Gold Digger? If we're going to play Kanye, at the time, when play him now uh why aren't we playing like a deeper cut why can't we play gone why can't we play and the point was is that people turn off the radio if you don't play people that they know and you can't get people to play people that they don't know because they're concerned about viewership and ratings and it's the same thing if if you knew that a bunch of spotify spotlight artists were going to be at the billboard awards are you more apt to watch it than if you knew you were going to see bruno mars kendrick lamar drake Adele, of course not. And so, again, we're not affecting change because we bite into it. We play into it every single time. Time and time again, we play right into their hands. So what are, what are they supposed to do? I, and I don't know the easy solution. I just feel like right now we're getting varieties of vanilla ice cream. That's all. Like we walk into to Baskin Robbins or, or whatever ice cream company particularly would like to sponsor Ellen Fitz Talking Music. We walk into said ice cream establishment. Dairy Queen. Uh, oh, I do love me some Dairy Queen. Uh, and, and we, we walk in and all of a sudden on the, the wall, they say we have 400 different options, but it's all vanilla with 400 different things in it. That's sort of what it feels like we're at. And, and when you think even about the hosts, I thought this was kind of funny. Like I found this funny. Kelly Clarkson hosted this year. I, now, I love Kelly Clarkson, mm-hmm. and, and frankly, I love her music. I love her voice. I love everything about Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. But she's not exactly some trend-setting hipster right now, right? No. Like, she's not on the cutting edge of everything. Last year, Ludacris and Vanessa Hudgens. Like, was Vanessa Hudgens – when's the last time Vanessa Hudgens was relevant enough to host anything? High school musical. The, the, the year before that was Ludacris and Sierra. Like – the year before that was Ludacris and Chrissy Teigen. So wait, Luda is getting kind of the year before that was Ludacris. Like there is a point wow. where I'm looking at this and saying, man, if if the best thing you got going for you in your career is that you probably would be eligible to rap on a bad country record or host the Billboard Music Awards, that's where Ludacris is. <laughs> like I don't know which one which one it is, but but there's sort of a lack of relevance to the Billboard Awards at this point. It it, it makes me realize as somebody that has it tattooed on my arm because it was that important to me. Either blindly to me, maybe I'm grumpy, get off my lawn guy, but either it's become less significant than ever. We've become more transparent than ever. Or, and this is my theory, when I was a kid in the you know mid 80s to the mid 90s, when I was a kid watching the Billboard Awards, right? there were more great artists. That's what you think. That's what I think. I think you're being a get off my lawn guy. Well, I mean, that's, that's probably fair. Because, when, okay, so, so, but take us back to back when you were a kid. Who were the hot artists? Sam Cooke. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Rolling Stone had just come Let's out. Let's see, what, see what's um, happening here. Okay, let's look back at some some <laughs> Billboard winners, uh, Billboard uh, Award winners in 1990. 
Uh, Janet Jackson won eight. In 91, Garth Brooks won five. He just, uh, like, that was a, a particular error of him. And Mariah Carey was blowing up. Michael Jackson won in 92. Whitney won basically everything. And Phil Collins also uh, hosted in 93. I mean, those are, those are good. I'm going to leave out Ace of Base, uh, in 94. We're just oh, not going to talk about that. Why would you do that? And we're also uh, not going to talk about. Come on, man. In 1990, the hot, the top hot 100 song, according to Billboard Awards, Hold On by Wilson Phillips. So, uh, <laughs> For one more day. Wow. I should have stopped while I was ahead. I should have stopped while I was ahead. Yikes. I mean, but 95 was TLC, uh, most of the awards, uh, three awards for them. And Hootie and the Blowfish had their first big, huge thing. And Coolio, Gangster's Paradise. That was cooler. That was cooler. Was Coolio cooler than Kendrick Lamar? I'm not really sure that that's the case. Fitz, don't look at me like that. You're really showing yourself right now. If you think Coolio was somehow cooler. Coolio was cool at the time. This is what's happening. You can uh, you can tweet us, but don't tweet me about Coolio oh at God. Jason Fitz. Oh my and, God! Uh, what yeah, at L. Right. Duncan ESPN Tag team was cool at the time too, dude. Wow. Um, you, you know you're listening to Ellen Fitz talk music, and what's amazing to me is that as you talk about relevancy and why we can't have you know new artists and why new artists can't have nice things, <laughs> here comes a group. That was popular in my high school days, right? Like all the debate in high school. The was, Beatles. No. You know what? There you go. <laughs> That's payback. <laughs> well done. That's... Beatles or monkeys? Um, was which one were you on? Team NSYNC or Team Backstreet Boys? And here they come again. They got to be 50 damn years old. And they release a new single in five years called Don't Go Breaking My Heart, which I don't know. How is that any different than... Quit playing games with okay, my Okay, you you stop there if you're going to trash that new single because it's an American treasure. No, it isn't. How it's is an American that any better treasure. than quit playing games with my heart? It's the same damn song. Uh, did you listen to it? Have no. you listened to it? Ah. Should I listen uh, okay, to it? so here's the thing. Uh, I will I will give you two stories you didn't ask for. One, I went to high school with JC and NSYNC, and we're still friends. So uh, JC I was always and team I, NSYNC, by the way. JC and I texting buddies, and when they uh, when they used to come through Nashville, I would always go to the shows. Uh, so for that reason, I kind of thought myself to be team in sync. In sync, I think has better fast songs. However, Backstreet Boys sort of grew on me. And admittedly, Sonny is a massive Backstreet Boy fan. Uh, really any boy band, but a massive Backstreet Boy fan. So I've gone to see them. The funny thing is they just put out a new single. So we're all talking about them, but they've never stopped touring. That's an amazing piece of it. And in fact, probably five, six years ago, I got her and her mom tickets because they go every year to a boy band concert to see in sync in Louisville. Damn thing was sold out. They still sell out arenas with all the people. No, no, no. Backstreet. Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys still sell out. They still sell out arenas. And then they did the NKOTPSB tour. New Kids on the Block and Backstreet Boys. I mean, it was, uh, I'm just saying, if I had abs like they had, have at their age, I I wouldn't wear a shirt. Like I'd be sitting here with you topless and I'd be just making my moves go boom, 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 You'd be doing the pec bounce. (laughs) Is that what it's called? It's the pec bounce, which is creepy. You you learned everything about the two of us there that you knew it was pec bounce and I called them moves going boom, 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 boom. Yeah. The the booby moves, movies. Um, Here's the thing. I'm actually okay with them touring fits. I'm okay with that. Here's what I don't like. I need most artists to recognize. I need them to recognize. When their day of releasing new music is over, when they need to play the greatest hits, when they need to go on these nostalgic tours and play songs that we remember from middle school, I don't want to hear a new song from Stevie Wonder. 
I don't want to. When Stevie Wonder comes and plays a concert, I want to hear his rich discography. I don't want him on a new song. I don't care about Backstreet Boys' new stupid song. No one cares. Now, if you want to play I Want It That Way, I'm all in. I'll lose my ish if you play that at karaoke right now. I don't give a damn about a bunch of old dudes singing a new song about Don't Go Breaking My Heart. This is stuff their children should be singing at this point. How old are these mugs? Okay, so a couple pieces here. Number one, I'll never forget, uh, humble brag, when we played the iHeartRadio show out in Vegas, the awards, and uh, we did the whole iHeartRadio festival. And uh, I went to to all of the shows we weren't playing, and there was one night that Paul McCartney actually played. And he had like a 30-minute set, and I was sitting there. I was like, I can't believe I'm going to get to watch Paul McCartney from like 20 feet away. And then he did all new stuff for like 20 of the 30 minutes and everybody's eyes were glossing over and we're like texting. It's like nobody's paying attention. Then he did the old stuff and we all rejoiced. That being said, the number one song in America was the Backstreet Boys song. It went to number one this week when it because came out. Because of pure interest. People are just tuning in to see. Let's see how long it stays on top of the charts. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Well, in today's world, nothing stays on top of the charts. But if NSYNC re- released a song tomorrow, a new song tomorrow, and had Justin Timberlake on it, Everyone would peep in to see, well, let me see what this sounds like. Let me see what they still sound like 30 years later. But that doesn't mean that it's a good song. Well, okay. First of all, uh, it is good. I actually like it. I've heard it many times, but I am a vapid boy band fan. I will admit that. Uh, second of all, uh, the, the sync thing's never going to happen. For anyone that's like, why, sure. why should, the, why don't they reunite? This is what I always say. If you're Justin Timberlake today and you can have all the money, no compromise, because the toughest part in being in a band, having been in many of them, is that you never, it's, it's worse than a marriage. You get like some of your thoughts out, but you never get all of your thoughts out. You're always compromising. So if you're Justin Timberlake, you're like, Hey guys, I can have all the money and none of the compromise or, or, or I can have a fifth of the money and a fifth of the say. Right. Why would you ever do that? No, no, there's, there's zero, zero, zero no sense. And he won't do it. I just still have another huge issue with anyone calling themselves a boy when they have crow's feet, but. Oh, okay. Well, what about boys to men? Do you have a problem with that? I mean, but what boys, are they now? Men boys, to grandpas? Yeah, probably. But boys men to, to gramps. Boys to men doesn't still release new. <laughs> men to gramps. Yeah, they still put out music. We just don't care. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. So don't here's what it. we've established in Ellen Fitz talking music. L Duncan, Jason Fitz. Over the course of this this year that we've been doing this together, we uh, the, so far this calendar year, I should say, uh, we've established that I think Luther Vandross okay. I think Backstreet Boys single spectacular. There we are. I, oh, I don't God. know why they See? let me talk. Thank you. I'm like, and for you to be a Grammy voter, Jesus mm. Fitz, stop saying words. <laughs> Luther, okay. Backstreet Boys as 50 year olds releasing new music. All in on that one. Okay, Unbelievable. Well, uh, let, let's switch gears and talk to somebody that actually, unlike me, I could sit here and talk about music all day. However, I don't have the power to spin any songs. Let's talk to somebody that does. All right, so we like to to have conversation with people smarter than us. That's that's sure. one of the main objectives of this podcast is we talk about music. Uh, and L, I think right now one of the best things we can do is get sort of some insights from a guy that's that's doing it at the biggest level. You can hear him on Connecticut's number one radio station, Hot ninety three seven, The Ride at five, Rush Hour Mix, the heavy hitter DJ Craig G. Craig, I, I want to talk to you uh, like a, a this is sort of a big topic, but we'll start here. After years for me in touring and country, DJs and programming directors sort of controlled the music uh, that everybody heard and controlled really what became popular. How is that changing or is that changing right now in the world? Well, first of all, thank you guys for having me on your show. Um, I think the people, the listeners, are what pretty much programs the radio. 
because if you sit at the radio and listen to what the people call for, they can call for the Drake record and ask for a record right now, and it's playing on the air, and they'll say they want to hear it again because it's their favorite record. So basically, program director and the DJs kind of work off what the people, the listeners, dictate what they want to hear. And some of them, like my radio station, we play 18 in a row, and we play. they complain. They say we play a lot of the same records, but guess what? That's somebody's favorite record. When you turn that radio on, you want to hear your favorite record. And, well, and, and and I, I want to ask you about that because one of the things we talk about in sports all the time, let's bring this to a sports conversation, it's not always what I want to talk about in sports. It's about what everybody right. else wants to talk about. Right. So how do you balance that as a DJ, like what you want to listen to versus what everybody else wants to hear? Well, I, the freedom that I have at my station at 5 o'clock is they give me the freedom, Craig. You know, you, you know what the hits are. Play the hits. But you can surround them with new records. You can play the familiar records. You can play the records that the kids like. But just make sure the radio sounds good. And, and that's just my job. So I know I make sure to play the hottest records that, 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 the, that the clubs are listening to, that the radio listeners love. And just make it fly. Just make it fresh and just make it flow. Everybody's driving home. They're stuck in traffic. They want to hear their favorite records. And that's how, that's how that Ride of Five goes every day. We are on the line with DJ Craig G. And, you know, Craig G., I spent um, about eight years doing uh, hip-hop radio in Atlanta before I got full-time into sports. And so I fully understand that the, that kind of area for a DJ is where he can really do his thing. Like, you're expected to play some right. of those songs. But that's where you can really and truly be creative. But it's, it's interesting because even when I was in radio, and I've been out of radio, uh, hip-hop radio, for about six years now. But even at the time that I was in it, it was so much talk about how radio was becoming um, kind of an unnecessary medium. It was falling away of the newspaper. People had streaming services. People, In terms of breaking records and the popularity of music on radio, when you look at a situation like what we just talked about with Ellie, with Ellie Mae and Boot Up, like that was a song right. that was you know out over a year ago, but because of the power of streaming, now found its way atop a billboard chart. So how do you measure what the radio people want and what they're already aware of and what you're going to incorporate from some of the streaming services so that you can introduce new artists to people. Right. Sometimes sometimes songs like A Boot Up take six months to a year just to break. Like they could have made that record in 2016, and now in 2018 of June, June and May, now it's starting to pop off, and it takes a long time. And some of these artists will tell you, not everybody's going to be an overnight success. It takes a long time, and... You know, with the power of radio and streaming, here here we are. Now she's at the charts. Now she's doing well. I'm playing in the nightclubs. Even in the hip-hop club, she still gets played towards the end of the night. But everybody's leaving. Guess what? This is one of the biggest records out, and we leave on that. We leave on that record right there. That is always, listen, Rule 101 fits, and I know you know this, you've been in music too, but like from someone that also used to work the clubs, the best way to get people out of the club is, yes, to slow the music down, but put on some like bedroom music. <laughs> Right? Like, it gets them in the frame of mind to leave. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. You can get them turned up all night. Three, four hours, get them turned up. But guess what? You give them three, four... Three, four slow songs. Oh, guess what? They're leaving out like grown men. You know, leaving <laughs> yes. the funny thing is you spend, I mean, I'm not even kidding. We spent months when I was touring working on a set list to, to, for shows to make sure that you end with like the, the biggest thing you possibly can. So everybody runs out of a stadium or, a, or an arena just like whacked out of their minds, right? That you, you're totally resetting my, my, my mindset here. Oh, yeah. Like you, you, you go big and then the encore should just be all Marvin Gaye covers. Right. Well, yeah, got, birthday got, sex, yeah. Jeremiah, like, <laughs> right, something like yeah. that, where they're like, hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah, so yeah, exactly. l let me ask you this from a DJ standpoint, because we've been talking a little bit about the Billboard Awards today. 
and, and one of the things that stood out to me is when you really take the main categories, top artists and top female artists, uh, top duo, they're all names that we've seen so much of Ed Sheeran, uh, you know, uh, Taylor Swift, Imagine Dragons, guys that we've just seen over and over and over again. We're seeing new artists break through. How do new artists break through to a dominant level, though, where they can then take over some of these awards? Well, you know, that radio that radio does help. And like you said, the streaming service and just that fan base and just being active and being everywhere, wherever it needs to be, whatever whatever has to do with platforms. Like, you got to be on this show. You got to be on every show and whatever. That's part of your management, part of your, your, your team, your marketing team. You got to be everywhere. And a lot of these artists have those, have those people in place to put them on those platforms. I got to ask you, DJ Craig G, before we let you go, Right now, you're in the club. Give me a classic song that will shut the club down and give me a brand new song that is currently shutting the club down. Well, right now, anything Migos. Migos is hot right now. We just had them for a Hot Jam 2018 concert last week um, at the Xfinity Theater in Hartford, and, you know, they tore the place down. Drake right now, um, Nice For What. Um, and if you want to go classic, you can always go BBD, Poison, Rob Bass, It Takes Two. Yes. And if you want to go some old Jay-Z, those, those always win. 50 Cent in the club. Somebody's always celebrating a birthday. So, you know, those records are just really big records right now. And still, the classic records still work. I, look, I respect Poison, but I'm just saying that, like, whenever I'm at a karaoke place, the, the, Doomy's way, way underdone in that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's better. It's better than Underrated. Poison. Ooh, okay, no. That's it's better than oh, Poison. Wait, wait, no. wait, 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 Al, no. Al, let me interrupt, let me interrupt, Al, real quick. You were, you was in Atlanta, you said, oh, let me forget, I forgot about the record Swag Surf. You gotta play Swag Surf. Man, I got that swag. Uh, no, 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 no. My hands <laughs> into the back. Come on, you're taking me back. Oh, yes, man, I this... swag, then I surf. Now I watch me surf and swag. Come on, man. That, that will still shut a club down. I, 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 <laughs> I, I blame you completely. Uh, follow him on Twitter at DJ Craig G. Uh, also, obviously, check him out on Hot 93.7, the ride at five, rush hour mix. We appreciate you coming on. Thanks, DJ. Thank you, guys. Keep doing your thing, okay? Appreciate you, Ray. Thank you. That was awesome. I'm on Hypnotic. Oh, my gosh. Yo, that song used to dig the whole crowd. Just, It's also quite evident when that happens, when that song comes on, that black people don't know how to surf. Because they try <laughs> to surf, and it is not in any way, shape, or form how you would ever actually surf on a surfboard. Have you ever seen the swag surf? Uh, yes, and you're right, but but that should, that is not how you surf. Should it surprise anybody? I mean, <laughs> are we just going to perpetuate stereotypes it right now? It is 100 percent a stereotype, and I'm always like, man, we don't know how to surf because you do not surf like this. Great stuff from DJ Craig G. Again, you're listening to Ellen Fitz talking music. L. Duncan, Jason Fitz. Look, Memorial Day just happened, yeah. and above and beyond the number one debate in America right now. And I didn't know this was a number one debate until I moved from the south to the north. The difference between a cookout and a barbecue. Some people get really passionate about this. Yeah, like, there's a huge difference. If you're just grilling in the back, you can't call it a barbecue. No. Well, yeah, I, I don't really care. Call it whatever you want, no, as long you as you're feeding fit. me meats. A barbecue is specific to barbecued foods: barbecue chicken, barbecue ribs. A cookout can be hamburgers and hot dogs, but you can't call it a barbecue. Then me show up, and you've got corn on the cob and hamburgers going. That's not a barbecue. What if I that throw, is a cookout? What if I throw some sweet baby rays on the oh, side? Jesus. And be like, <laughs> sweet baby rays. No. Proud Sponsor of not yet, not yet, sweet baby rage, but you could be. You could. Uh, <laughs> I use your stuff. We're gonna we're gonna shill for for companies to 100%. eventually come on. So someone times up. Uh, so uh, only thing bigger than the cookout v barbecue debate. And again, I'm on. I'm squarely on the invite me and feed me, call it whatever you want side of this debate. But aside from that, 
we also need to help the world because Memorial Day sort of kicks off the season and it's not just the food people get wrong, right? 100%. I feel like people spend a lot of time preparing the menu, marinating the meat, making sure that there's, you know, delicious drinks, setting up the tables. Does the yard look good? Parties, barbecues, cookouts, whatever you want to call them, really the rest and fate of them is on one thing, and that is a fantastic playlist. And I feel like people get this wrong all the time. The worst thing is when either, A, you show up to someone's barbecue or cookout, and they don't have any music going at all. It sets the tone and the ambiance and the music for the entire day. I spend so much time thinking about playlists. If I'm having a couple friends over for dinner fits, I will have a playlist in mind because I just feel like it sets the entire tone. So I feel like we need to help people with their official, unofficial kickoff to the barbecue season by coming up with a barbecue playlist if you will okay um so we're any era here right any era i'm going all over the place with my list great perfect it doesn't have to be all all one era that that saves me for sure uh i am going to i'll start this thing okay uh because you you earlier made fun of my coolio so the only thing cooler than coolio is shaggy in the summertime in summertime not the original, oh, the Shaggy okay. version. I thought you were going to say it wasn't me, Shaggy, and I was like, Jesus. No, no, no. In the summertime. Okay. That's not bad. All right. But not the original yeah. version, the Shaggy. Yeah, you're going quite literal with women, the theme. Sexy as can be. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of memories of me chugging there Zima and, and listening to that song. With a Jolly Rancher in it. No, I was a man. I took my Zima straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go um, a song that makes me feel really good and, again, is a little bit literal in terms of having something outside. Jay-Z and Babyface, Sunshine. Oh, I like that. I like a great that. song for a barbecue. Okay, okay. Um, Kyrie, are you chiming in on this? You got you got a song for us? I do, actually. I'm okay. um, glad you asked. Uh, Frankie Beverly and May, or it's just Maze, actually. Joy and Pain. I think that's that a great one. Oh, that is a great A lot song. of people typically go, Before I Let Go in there. Uh, but he decided to just go, joy, pump it up, pump it up, and pain. There exactly. you go. Because mm-hmm. the, the other one is cliche at this point. It is. It is. Now, I will admit, uh, so there's a there's a radio station uh, the, in Nashville called uh, Jack FM. All right? Everybody has a Jack FM somewhere, I guess. In Nashville, I feel like every time we hit summer, Jack FM comes on because it's the best of the 60s, 70s, 80s, and today. Right. Uh, I, I don't know why they haven't updated that because we're the 90s and 2000s. But anyway, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of the, the people, you know, that are a little older than me. Satisfaction, Rolling Stones, they want that at their one. summer playlist. It's a great so I'm going to go with that. I thought you were going to go like, way down yonder on the chat. Which, look, growing up in Georgia was played at every barbecue ever in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 2000s on you here with this next selection. Um, it is one of those sneaky, fantastic, underrated Justin Timberlake songs. I'm going to go Senorita. Oh, that's great. Good. Barbecue song. Yeah. That is great. It's a really good outside kind of song. All right, Kyrie, you got another one? I do, actually. Um, you know what? No, you, you guys go. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do two here. Okay. Because you're Justin Timberlake. Senorita is fantastic, but the little kids want the theme from Trolls. So they want that. Getting this feeling in my... That's a good they one. Want that. All right, I'll do that. And, and on top of that, I because I was going to say it anyway, Baby Got Back belongs in any summer playlist. Sure. Because every girl that is a certain age immediately thinks that they can rap when they hear Baby 100%. Got Back. 100%. Yeah. Oh, my oh. God. Like, immediately they're yeah. on the thing. Um, I'll go super old school on you, and I'm going to go Curtis Mayfield, Move On Up. Oh. Do, 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 do. Yeah. And before he was canceled, uh, you could go straight from that into Touch the Sky with Kanye, but he's since been canceled. So. Um, I'm going to stay old school for a second. 
this is counter-programming because it's not super, super up, but Sitting on the Dock of the Bay belongs on any oh summer one playlist. Of my, one of my favorite songs of all time. My, my, and that's one of my go-to karaoke's, too. Like, yeah. people don't expect you to bust that one out. Yep. That is an easy one for karaoke. Dock of the Bay has to be Can in. Can you kill the whistle part, too? Uh, no, I can't whistle. You can't whistle? I can't whistle. I don't know how. Aww. I can't whistle. I can barely swing, swim, and I don't know how to ride a bike. Oh, this is a, adorable. Thing, These are yeah. all things we could teach you in the summer at the barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Today Was a Good Day Ice Cube. I mean, duh. It's like oh, a great, good. right? Yeah. It's yeah. a fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to go Today Was a Good Day. You, you've inspired me by going Ice Cube. I will then go California Love because uh, I want that. Fantastic hit. I always want that. Choice. But while I stay on California Love, I will go from California Love to California Girls, the Beach Boys, to California Girls, Katy Perry and Snoop Dogg. It's an wow. all-California moment. Bangity, bangity, bangity. See, see what that. I did? I see that. Okay. California Dream by Marlena Shaw, also a fantastic song. That is awesome. Uh, that is right? Good. Isn't that what it's called? Um, yeah. So here's the deal. Like We could be doing this for the next 45 minutes. Um, I'll throw out one more on you because I love Daft Punk. One more time. Oh. One more time, right? Like that's when you're starting to get the yeah, like, yeah. Like the shots are coming. Yeah, 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 for that's sure. A, that's a good one too. Kyrie, do you have another one you want to throw in? I'll just say this one last one because I kind of uh, balked on it before. But hey, Mr. DJ, oh, Jane yeah. featuring Fam. Mm, it's all right, all right. All my friends are ready. Can I ask when we have uh, when the statute of limitations on banning blurred lines ends? There has to be some point where blurred lines oh, no, can no, come no, back. No, 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 no. Got to give it up before blurred lines. Nope. Got, it's the same damn song, despite what whatever they tried to say. Got to give it up. Always greater than Blurred Lines. So Blurred Lines, take a seat. Got to give it up. Marvin Gaye, you're in. Could you not do both back to back? Do a mix? No, hell no, because they're too similar. Yeah, but that shows it off no. to everybody. If you, have a, if you have a DJ, you could blend them. Oh, uh, right? that's good. That's good. You can blend and, them. Uh, whoop, there it is. Thank okay, you. no. Yeah. Nope. Yep, I'm all in Canceled. on that. Oh, and sneaky good Ghostbusters. <laughs> when there's something, yeah, it's like something that's nostalgic and people can sing. Yeah, along yeah, to. like you gotta have, you gotta sure, have sure, nostalgic sure. stuff. Okay, so I would also maybe go Sublime there too. I love Sublime, oh, right? Santeria well, is what I got. That too, Santeria, oh, yeah. both great barbecue songs. How about this? Why don't we put some of the songs that we have on our Spotify playlist? Yep. Okay, Ellen uh, Fitz talking music. You can find it on there, and we'll post some songs, and then you can add songs too for those of you that are listening as well, or you can just tweet at Fitz about all his terrible selections. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll be happy about that for sure. He won't have any Luther. I will. All right. I, so. I got to find some Prince for it too. I feel like I'm, I'm very devoid of Prince and Michael Jackson. My wife would kill me for not having those things in. Off the wall should definitely go in. Mm-hmm. I want to be your lover for sure. And a personal favorite of mine from Prince, Cream. Oh. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, so you guys can obviously get to us there. Uh, We also have been having a heated debate in preparation uh, for today's show. And we're just, you know, we're we're throwing so many things out here at you. But uh, there there was a discussion about best theme songs, and somehow it, it went... A little off the rails. This is this is true. You're listening to Ellen Fitz talking music. Jason Fitz, L. Duncan, dude, and and L won't even look at Kyrie at this point for whatever he said. For whatever he said. Listen, I love the show, but when asked out of all the shows that ever been the greatest of all time, Kyrie, our producer, had what to say, Kyrie. Living single, Queen Latifah. Come on, son. Why? Stop it. She's singing, rapping. It's an incredible jazz sample, and it just gives me that feeling of the '90s, bruh. Bruh. Let so me we're talking it. best TV show theme song. Right. And Fitz, I don't know what yours is because I did not want to know, but I'm going to leave it here. And I don't even understand how this is a debate. Okay? Because all I have to say is, in West Philadelphia, born and raised, on, on the playground, playground is where I spent okay, most of my good. days. 
Everybody knows that song. They know every word to it. Fits everyone. How's that not the greatest of all time? Uh, but but then again, if we're just going to go with the the songs that everybody knows every word to and immediately thinks of a TV show, then Friends theme is going to beat that out all day, every That's day. True. It's a but. Here's the thing, like, I, some, the best TV themes, I'm gonna go meta here, right? The best TV theme song no longer represents the, the song. It represents the show. And what I mean by that is like, okay, so Will Kane is on ESPN radio mm-hmm. every day before us. And if you don't listen to Will Kane, you should from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday on ESPN radio, the ESPN app at Sirius XM channel 80. And he has a theme song and it's some, some piece of music that sure. was built. There's no words to it, but the minute I hear it, I think Will Kane. And in fact, I was watching House of Lies one day, and at the end of an episode of House of Lies, they used the same music. So some somebody reused this music. It happens sometimes. I immediately thought of Will Kane's show, and I actually texted him, and I was like, dude, it's a statement that your theme is really good, that I watched it in something else, and I immediately anticipated hearing your voice. So I'm going to go completely the other way. There are certain things, themes that you hear that have no words to them. They're just instrumental. But I, when you hear Law and Order is the best thing. The minute you okay. hear it, you Yeah, that's immediately Law and Order. It's only associated with Law and Order. The only way it, it ever is. lives anywhere is Law and Order. That makes it the best TV. The current so. one that I would give you over that is Game of Boobs. All of that. That's what that show is, right? Game of Boobs. 100% all of it. I'm going to also have to go as a second behind Fresh Prince. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start this the same way that he did with a question. Whatever happened to predictability? Oh my God! The milkman, the paperboy. Come on, full house. Yeah, I mean that is strong too. Right? That is strong. That is, uh, that is that is. You know, it's sort of a lost art because I, I think of that and then I think of like Frasier and like when I was a kid, the shows had these themes that you just they got stuck in your head. And now I feel like it's much more. They don't just, have that. They're they're much more flippant now. Sure. Your random fun fact. Okay. Uh, when uh, movie companies hire really famous composers to write their movie soundtracks, like if they hire Hans Zimmer to do a soundtrack, for example, part of what they negotiate in some of the deals is rights to use previous soundtracks that they've written in their promos. So when you go watch a, a promo in the theater, they might play like something that was in Hunt for Red October. And you subconsciously, you don't realize why you want to see it, but it's because you, your mind connects the music like they've done all these studies with it. So music can be this powerful thing that takes you back to a movie you saw before, and then they're banking that that's going to make you want to see the, the current movie, the new iteration oh, of it. So oh, cool. it, it's, a, it's a little piece of it. I wonder why we don't make it a bigger part in TV. Kyrie, are we smart enough to do an, a, a poll on Twitter? I believe so, yeah. Okay, we, we should do, we should do a poll of like, like, just pick a few of our options. And then and do then other thing other, where people and then, can leave yeah. another. Yeah. And then other, and then, and tweet us. And so again, yeah. at, at Jason Fitz, uh, at L Duncan ESPN. And, uh, and then do we have an official, uh, at Ellen Fitz talking music? Well, right now we are at ESPN music, but it's coming. At ESPN music. We'll get the poll out there. We'll yeah. let everybody chime in. This again, I can't stress this enough. This is an interactive show. So while we talk about the things we want to talk about, we also talk about the things we hope you love in music and we want to be all over the place. We exactly. want to cover rock and pop and hip hop and, and country and hell, I'll cover soft jazz if that's what you guys are really psyched well, for. Well, you have to really be into that, guys. Yanni, coming up on the next episode. Can't promise that. Can't it's Laurel. <laughs> well played. Uh, but it, get to us. Let us know what you want to hear. Uh, as always, we do this for our love, but we also do it to bring 
uh, hopefully some love and some music to you guys. So thanks, thanks for hanging out with us, Elle. Yes. It's always a blast. It's always a pleasure. Make sure, like you said, to interact with us and tweet us. And by the way, as my finishing kind of statement here, one of the also greatest theme songs ever of all time is It's All Right Cause I'm Saved by the Bell. True, st- true story. When I started working with Mike Golick Jr., the first thing Sonny asked me, Sonny was like, oh, my God, is that Bob Golick's kid? And I was like, who's Bob Golick? And she was like, Bob Golick, Saved by the Bell, the college years. So when I met, and that's oh, a, that's no. Golick Jr.'s uncle. And I was like, hey, that's his name amazing. is Mike Golick Jr. So it shows you that maybe Sonny wasn't no. paying close attention. But I also, I told Mike, I was like, hey, my wife's first comment was like, oh, my God, is he related to Bob? And Mike will tell you to this day that his uncle, Bob, that was in Saved by the Bell, yeah. the college years yeah, for one the year, college years. gets recognized more for Saved by the Bell than anybody else in the family does for all of their work at ESPN. I 100% believe that, because if you love Saved by the Bell enough to watch the college years, then you really are a fan. Yeah, something like that. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us, Kyrie. Great job, as always. L. Jason. No, Kyrie. Boo! This just happened. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys.